yeah, 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 yeah. What's good? What's going on, man? Salute to everybody that's tuning in to the podcast. I am your host, Acito. Episode 11. We almost to the end of the year, man. Consistently, consistently, every single week. I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could do a damn podcast every day. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could. You know, it's so much shit that transpires throughout the week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could literally do an hour show every day. Every day. Just talking about everything that goes on from personal life to what's going on in the battle rap community to the music industry, entertainment, sports. Like, it's a plethora of things to talk about, you know. But then you don't want to be, you don't want to sound redundant or you don't want the people to get used to seeing you too much. Then they get tired of you and they stop clicking on your, your videos and listening to your audios and all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? We, we do it in small doses. You know what I mean? But um, shout out to everybody, man. I hope y'all having a wonderful weekend. You know, I hope y'all going into this Monday, you know, Thanksgiving week. Excited to see your family and loved ones, you know. Um, I'm actually getting ready to attend my first ever Friendsgiving. You know what I mean? I, I'm starting to see that trend a lot on uh, social media this year. I don't know why I never really saw that or heard of that until now, which is crazy. But I think it's dope, though. I think it's a really dope like idea, you know, to get your friends, you know, not just family, but like, you know, get your friends together, you know, cook some food, play some games, really just, you know, conversate and just catch up on shit. I really, really like that, you know, and I got invited to one, um, you know, over the weekend and, uh, you know, great, great time, man. Great time. Shout out to my brother, uh, Teray, you know, happy birthday to you, bro. You know what I mean? He's celebrating his birthday, 35, you know what I'm saying? Definitely turned up with him and the family. That shit was lit. We was playing a, a, a hip hop card game. That shit was fire. That shit was fire, yo. Yo, it's crazy because I was telling them that me and my uh, my brother, Legendary, we went to the Roots Picnic, and they had a game kind of similar to the, to the game that we played, but it was, like, a lot more intense. This game was crazy because they was, like, they would ask you questions about hip-hop and R&B songs, so they would, like, so-and-so said 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 this at, at which point, or who was... Uh, Tyrese talking to and such and such you know what I mean like shit like that so we drinking and losers got to take shots like shout out to my team you know what I'm saying we definitely did not take all them damn shots you know what I mean we definitely was winning towards the end it got a little nasty but you know what I'm saying nah it was fire though shout out to my brother man you know what I'm saying happy birthday again much love and blessings to you you know what I'm saying I always appreciate you and your friendship you know open arms to me and my son you know what I mean so much love to you man but yeah, man, my weekend was good, man. Cannot complain at all. Got rest, got a lot of work done. I got a lot of projects in 2024 that I'm working on. So y'all stay tuned. I told you I'm working on something crazy for in, in, for battle rap. OK, and I'm also working on something just outside of that as well. So, you know, I'm just going to be transparent and keep y'all up to date with everything. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I got going on, man. But I hope y'all good, man, because we got we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. So let's address the elephant in the room, man. Brother Love, Brother Love, Sean P. Diddy Combs, Puff Daddy, a.k.a. whatever the, you call him, just don't call him broke, right? Got it. Cassie, man, news broke over uh, the week. So Cassie 
basically, uh, you know, she put out a civil suit against Diddy, you know, for um, rape, for physical abuse. There was a plethora of things in that report. You know, I, I was I was reading a lot of, you know, clips and like screenshots that other blog sites put up, but they actually have the full document of the civil suit of what she, you know, put in as far as, you know, go at Diddy. And it was a lot of disturbing things in it. A lot of I don't know if you want to say allegations, but, you know, these are the certain things that she's saying that she experienced during that period of time that she was with Puff. You know, there was things in there like, you know, Puff was very um, abusive. You know, he was very uh, demanding, you know, like when she would, you know, go to the doctor and get certain like health you know, checkups and things of that nature, he would get the results before anything. You know, it was just, it was really, really like psycho, psychopathic, like crazy shit, man. Like there was things she said, there was orgies that took place and she would have to have sex with male escorts while Puff would watch and pleasure himself. Like it was just crazy. It was crazy. It was a lot of crazy shit in there. You know, they even broke down the whole situation with J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar and Diddy at the uh, Dream nightclub in Miami. You know, we heard about that. You know, I think that was how I think who, who broke somebody broke their arm. Was it Drake? Somebody broke their arm or some shit like that. But, you know, it it's not confirmed, but she p- pretty much put it in her report that Diddy threw a drink on Kendrick. J. Cole stepped in. They exchanged words, pushing and shoving, whatever the case may be. Fist got thrown, whatever. Um, also was in there that I guess Diddy felt some type of way that J. Cole was having conversations with Cassie. So he was very controlling of, the, of this woman, bro. Like he didn't want nobody near her, nobody talking to her. <laughs> it's a it's a dude from DC. I I forgot his day, bro, but he got a video basically saying that Diddy hung uh he hung Wale over a balcony on some Suge Knight vanilla ice shit <laughs> because this nigga was talking to Cassie. Like, I don't know, bro. It's shit shit wild, bro. I, I it's a lot of shit I don't put past, you know, certain people, but you gotta understand too, a lot of shit be for shock value. You know what I'm saying? A lot of shit be for shock value. But I'm not saying that this particular situation is shock value because it's very disturbing for me. And it also says, like, Diddy met her when she was 19 years old. You know, Cassie's from Connecticut. You know, I know she had the big single. I remember, um, what was it? Uh, what's my man's name? Uh, I don't want to say um, John Legend, but it's not John Legend. Uh, Ryan Lensley. Ryan Leslie. He uh, produced like her first big single, you know, he pretty much. Well, it's put to the perception that he found her, but I remember shout out to Esso, you know, what I mean, Esso from Bag Fuel podcast. He was the one that said that he discovered her and brought her, you know, to the labels and, you know, and that kind of graduated for other situations. But nonetheless, she was discovered through. Other people, a lot of people have a misconception that Puff, you know, found her or discovered her, things of that nature, because she hasn't put out music in so long, you know. So, but <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's 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 just it's it's really creepyish, you know. She's nineteen years old. Puff had to been like thirty something years old, bro. Like, there's so many women out there, bro. It's so many women, you know what I mean? And if you, I don't know, I, I just thought that was really kind of young, but I don't know, man. Like. It's it's a very disturbing situation, man. You know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on this shit. You know, a lot of people think like, oh, Diddy's going to go to jail like R. Kelly and 
he's doing all this and that. It's like you can't you got to really understand and really read the information, you know, before you jump out the window. You know, what I mean, and, and make certain comments because a lot of times, you know, people will jump out the window and say shit out of emotion or they'll do shit for clickbait for views because everybody has a platform everybody has a podcast everybody's trying to get monetized and shit you know everybody's doing this shit you know but it's a it's a very selective few that's doing it that's doing it with integrity and not doing it for the messy shit you know we do like a little tea you know what i'm saying but niggas ain't doing it recklessly but with this situation this is not like this is a civil suit this is not She's not pressing charges on Puff, which I'm very shocked that she's not doing that. You know, if he did all these derogatory things to you, I would think that you would be pressing charges and want to see justice. You know, she put a statement pretty much saying that I've sat back long enough and I want to speak up on behalf of people that are a victim of domestic violence and rape and things of that nature. You know what I mean? That shit touched me because I'm just like, damn, bro, that's, that's fucked up. And you can't really put an expiration on when somebody you know, wants to tell their story, you know what I mean? It, anything could trigger them to want to come forward, you know? And I had to realize that as a man getting older and having certain conversations, you know, with women that were victims of that, you know, a lot of times, you know, they just, they don't feel it's a safe enough place to come forward and speak on certain things, you know? But my thing is, you know, people run it with this misconception that, you know, Puff is going to go to jail and all this and that, like, no, like this is a civil suit, you know? And through the research that I did, She's basic. She basically wants wants to get paid, you know, for her pain and suffering and things that she, you know, went through, you know, pretty much holding this man down for that long period. Of time. I think they were together for like decades or some shit like that. But um, I kind of correlate this shit with like almost a marriage. You know, she wasn't married to him, but she was also there for a long period of time. You know, and if she endured certain mental and physical abuse, you know. She definitely should be compensated in some some form of fashion, you know, but I don't I don't think there's no monetary dollar that you could put on for something of that magnitude when it comes to, you know, alleged rape or abuse, mental abuse. I don't think there's a dollar amount that you could put on that because that's something that's going to be stuck with you for the rest of your life, you know, but I'm, I'm nobody judge, man. I'm just giving my personal opinion on it, you know, and I, I just think. There was a little there was a, a little like contradiction, in my opinion, with the statement that she put out, because the, the, the what she made it seem like I'm doing this for, of course, myself, but I'm doing this for all the women that were victims. OK, and then not only and there was no disclosed amount, you know, there was alleged 30 million or 15 million, you know, but then only 24 hours later. They reach a settlement, <laughs> you know, they reach a settlement. So now this shit is going to be null and void. Nobody's going to talk about this anymore, you know. And from what I read as well, there was prior negotiations before this even took place. I guess she reached out to Puff or I guess I guess there's been years that she's been trying to get some type of money from Puff. You know, she's saying that she was going to write a book basically talking about her experience and Basically saying, I'm going to get some money either way. So you either want to pay me or I'm going to take you to court. So that, that When I read that, that was very alarming. And I don't know. This could be alleged. I don't know. There's no validal proof that this statement came from her mouth. You know, I don't know. This is just what I read, you know, from different blogs, 
these were alleged statements from attorneys and things of that nature. But that's that's almost sound like a blackmail, you know, tactic. You know, it's like, nigga, you either going to do this or I'm going to do this. But either way, I'm going to get paid. You know what I'm saying? And then you see that and then you see the settlement. It's like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I see a lot of people just empathizing with her, you know, and I do as well. You know, if she was a victim, you know, but I don't know, man. It's just it, it's, it's just weird, man. It's just really, really weird. And and it's like. I, I, I get it, man. Like, I get it. You know. You've been there, you know, and there's a lot of people that somewhat indirectly are kind of co-signing what she's saying, you know, and through public perception, like Puff is just not looked at as a good guy when it comes to overall relationships, you know, business dealings, not everybody, but, you know, let's just be real, you know, taking niggas publishing allegedly shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like not doing good by his artists, you know, there's, there's been, there's been people, but then there's people that's also have great things to say about Puff, you know what I mean? Great things, you know, from his entrepreneurship, him opening charter schools, you know, giving back Harlem, you know what I'm saying? In Connecticut, you know, his nonprofit organizations, you know, him just having like multiple businesses and, and, and giving opportunities and to a plethora of people, you know, within the black community, but just people, you know, overall. So he has done a lot of good, great things for the culture. You know, I definitely want to say that, but this is kind of deeper than that, you know, and for me, it's just a little alarming to see a settlement that fast. But it is a civil suit. So it's like there was going to be some type of agreement. And at the same time, when we talking about Puff, do you really think Puff wants to be dragged in the media with his name, with all of this shit? Like that shit could be very dramatic for a businessman of his. He's worth a billy. You know what I'm saying? He's a billy. So it's like you have to take in consideration of all the things that his brand is tied into, not to mention all those charter schools that he has. You think that's a great representation? The man that started this charter school is is in a civil suit for rape and physical abuse those people will pull those kids so fast out that school man they shut that school down you know what i'm saying so it's like it's 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 a it's a it's a lot of business and it's a lot of political shit that plays into this and for me i just it's unfortunate that this is just gonna get swept right under the rug like i guarantee you after next week we're not gonna hear nothing else about this nothing else about this Nothing else. That's it. People had a little sympathy for Cassie. Cassie settled. Cassie got her bag. She going to go over the wind. We never going to probably hear or see shit from her. Puff going to go on about his life. He going to keep producing and selling liquor and doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a video that went up where he <laughs> he, he looked like he was celebrating. Like, I don't know, bro. It, it, it's, it's just weird. You know, and then I see a lot of people are upset with people in the the media industry like people are feeling certain platforms are compromised because they're not vocally speaking up or answering certain questions of concerns that people have about these freak orgies going on and is puff like this and all this and that it's like how are y'all mad at somebody for not speaking on somebody else's behalf like i see a lot of people going at joe buttons you know what i'm saying because joe you know, pretty much pushed back his podcast to the next day because a lot of shit transpired. They probably had a whole dialogue and then to see a settlement. So his, his views probably change. And at the same time, too, you got to understand, like, bro, these niggas have an independent business, an independent infrastructure. 
They have relationships. The nigga worked for Puff. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these people, they're not going to jump out the window, bro, and just say some off the wall crazy shit and just pretty much tarnish and fuck up their whole reputation, their brand and all. Like, nah, niggas not doing that because at the end of the day, you don't know what's true. Everything is 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 one side and it's the other side. And right there is in the middle is the truth. So you don't know. You're just going by what you see and what you hear. There's no physical unless Cassie had physical evidence. I'm just saying that, for example, if Cassie had physical evidence of abuse, text messages, photos, you know, testimonies like if she has shit of that magnitude, it's a whole different. Now, you're forced to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like with something like a civil suit, it's like, bro, you don't really want to jump out there and say some shit. You know what I mean? Then they come to some type of agreement where, all right, what you did to me. All right whatever just pay me all right i'll go about my business like that's how it looks i'm not saying what it is that's how it looks so how are y'all mad at somebody like joe buttons or you know what i'm saying like other like breakfast club and you know hot 97 and you know what i'm saying like nori like all these people like how are y'all mad because these people are not vocal and speaking you know descriptively about this situation they're not going to do it they may touch on it briefly but them niggas is not no they're not doing that bro they're not they're not doing it. And I'm not mad at them for not doing it. They have they have every right to do it or not to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because me, I'm not even going to jump out there and just be making the allegations and talking about Illuminati. You know, I'm not doing all that shit, bro. I'm going to give you my personal opinion on this shit. And I'm going to go on my business. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this, you know, to move on with this topic. Do I believe that Puff did something to that girl? Absolutely. I do. I believe it. My personal opinion, I do believe he did something to that girl. I don't know if it was rape. Physical abuse, mental abuse. He did something to that girl, man. He did something. Because if you are innocent of this civil suit and it's not true, for the amount of dollars that you got, you ain't going to settle with no shit like that, bro. I don't give a fuck. Civil, uh, court, federal, state. I don't give a I don't care, bro. If I'm innocent, if I'm innocent, I'm not settling shit. I don't care. (laughs) Especially if I got the bag to go to court. And I win, then I'm gonna sue you for defamation of character. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you have all this evidence that people were trying to reach out and people were trying to say, like, yo, you better do this or settle, because I'm gonna write a book and da-da-da. That's blackmail. That's black, that's blackmail. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I think Puff, I think Puff Puff knows he's guilty. This is my personal opinion. I think Puff knows that he did some type of wrong. And he probably knows there's probably some type of evidence or something out there. So he's like, you know what? Let me just sign. Let's do this contract. I'm going to pay you X, Y, Z. You can't talk about none of this shit. You can't sue me about nothing. And another thing, too, that I also saw, and I had to double check this. There is a statute of limitation law that's going to be ending this year. I think it's like next week where people that were victims of rape or any type of like uh, abuse or, or something of that nature, I'm paraphrasing, but there's an expiration where the statute of limitation where they can like it could it could have happened 20, 30 years ago. They can still come back and file a civil suit against that person. Like you see all the cases with Bill Cosby and shit like that. All these women coming forward like that's a prime example. So you have I think it's like until Monday or next week to file. If you're going to file a suit against someone you have until then after that, that's it. You can't. You can't take that to civil court. You can't. 
you'd probably have to actually press charges. And to do that, you got to have real hardcore evidence to do that. So um, I saw that. I'm like, okay, that could be that. That could also be a reason. It's like, okay, I went through X, Y, Z. I see people getting paid from Bill Cosby. And I'm just saying, like, I'm just putting it, you know, so y'all can understand how I'm transferring all this information. You see all these people coming out for Bill Cosby, right? You saw people come out for Russell Simmons. You saw people come out for L.A. Reid. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, Puff was also, Puff, Puff had a couple other settlements. You know what I mean? There was a chef that uh, sued him for sexual uh, assault or something like that. Um, there was an ex-employee that sued him for discrimination. You know, she had like some type of hip surgery and um, Puff and I guess Puff and his team, whatever, they let her go because they felt that she couldn't keep up or something of that nature. And they hired somebody that was not nowhere near qualified, but she looked beautiful and was more younger or something like that. I was reading about it, but I say that to say this, like, don't be surprised do not be surprised if another civil suit comes out, you know what I'm saying, before the end of the week. That's all I'm saying. Because according to what I read in New York, this is only in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you had any dealings with somebody and you were a victim of something, something of that nature, you have until a certain certain point to file a civil suit against that person. After that, you can't do it no more. So, I don't know, man. It's really, really sad situation. My prayers go to Cassie. Prayers go to, you know, Puff. You know what I'm saying? I'm 50-50 with the situation because I don't know. You know what I'm saying? All I know is I feel bad for the for the outside parties involved, the families, the children. You know what I'm saying? The people that have businesses with these people, you know, that's going to affect it because people, people are easily to be manip- manipulated, you know, when they see certain things in the headlines. And some people don't even have the time to do the proper due diligence. They may trust a certain platform that puts certain things out there. And that's, if they say it, then that's just what it is. You know, so I don't know, man. Sad situation, man. But like I said, prayers to them. Hope everything turns out all right. <sighs> be safe out here, fellas. Ladies, please be safe out here. Oh, man. All right. Let's get into some battle rap. I, yeah, I had to get that. I was like, God damn. I was like, <laughs> 20 minutes. Of this let's get into some battle rap, man. So, uh. Shout out to Shoddy Horror, um, New Jersey Twerk. I did a I did a, a brief blog on that. If you guys want to check that out on my YouTube channel, so Twerk basically did a live, and he broke the news to the fans that he will not be able to have the battle against Shoddy Horror in London. Now, this was a big, big event that was supposed to take place. Well, it's still taking place, but the actual main event. Of the card was Shoddy Horror versus New Jersey Twerk. Now, from my understanding, I think this would have been the first time that uh, Twerk went overseas. So this this would have been a really, really, really big look for him. You know what I'm saying? And he's been doing a lot of phenomenal things as far as putting on, you know, great battles, coming with all three rounds, you know, no chokes, no stumbles. You know, he's had a couple of events where, you know, Backed out last minute, things of that nature. But, you know, for the most part, like the big, big opportunities, he's not dropping the ball. He's very focused. You don't see him doing too much media or interviews or anything of that nature. You know, so this was really like a big look to have this battle. And then right after that battle, murder mook at homecoming. 
You know, I see a lot of people saying, yo, you all rail, sabotage, shoddy horrors, event, and da da da. Like, people are so quick to put you all rail. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I, I'm, I'm glad that Twerk, you know, got out there and, and really, like, said this. I, I kind of, I don't say it kind of because I don't, I don't know what was, well, he kind of explained it. So basically, let me just say what it was in a nutshell. Twerk basically, you know, he was arrested last year for possession of a firearm in New Jersey. At the time, he was living in New Jersey. So he did some time, copped out. He got probation and he was on the house arrest. So at the time, he got permission from his uh, probation officer to go out of the country. Now, since that since since that time, he's relocated. He's moved to Atlanta and he has a whole nother P.O. and all that. And I guess he didn't do his proper due diligence prior to make sure that he was good. He kind of just went by what his old P.O. said. And I guess when the time really came around, he's like, yo, listen, I'm just giving y'all my itinerary of what I have going on. I'm going here, New York. I also have this uh, date overseas that I've already got clearance for and they were like whoa 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 whoa! we don't know nothing about this no you don't have no clearance for this you have to go to a judge you have to go da 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 so that caused a whole situation and i guess for a while they've been trying to figure out how can they get this shit clear how, how can they expedite it to get him you know the clarification to go overseas and they just couldn't do it so twerk was forced to you know get online he pretty much was very transparent with the fans you know Letting, you know, everybody know he tried everything in his power. He even also thought about saying F the PO and just flying there and taking the, the repercussions. I'm glad they talked him out of that because that would have been the dumbest fucking thing you ever could have did. I'm telling you, like, bro, mm -mm. shit happens. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I was like, how you ain't that? Shit happens, bro. I understand, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and for him to get on camera and pretty much like, you know what? I'm going to take the fall. I'm going to take the responsibility for this. You got you got to salute him for that, man. Let's just hope that they can make this up because I know this is a huge, huge disappointment disappointment for the fans in London. Yo, London loves battle rap. They do, and guys like Twerk, uh, Tay Rock, Surf, Hitman, they have a huge fucking following overseas, man. So I know people probably were looking forward to seeing Twerk because you gotta understand, bro. Like they don't really get the access and the luxury to these battlers like how we do. So when they go overseas. Even like MCs and stuff like that, they it's a high level appreciation. It's a more better feel. That's why on my bucket list, I want to attend one of my favorite artist shows overseas. Like I want to book a trip, go to overseas. Like how 50's on his on his uh his tour. Like I want to go overseas, take like a week, and then have like a Friday go see 50. You know what I'm saying? In, in London or Paris, I want to feel that energy overseas man because i just hear so much great things about it man i hear you know i hear a little racism and shit but for the most part a lot of people that i talk to that travel overseas into these other countries man like they they just say like yo it's just a certain level of appreciation man just being american going over there you know and then when you go back to the states it's just like i don't know it, it does something to you like a parent having a child it's just like it's like new breath of fresh air that breathes into your body so you know i know the fans were looking forward to seeing twerk you know what i'm saying and shoddy horror is is he's a legend bro like when you look at the numbers and shit he may not translate as well to people in the united states but if you're really tuned in the battle rap you understand how dynamic and important this battle is for twerk's career and shoddy horror because this not only 
solidifies a good milestone in Twerk's, you know, uh, resume. It also like opens him up even more fan wise and view wise. You know what I'm saying? To the, like a whole nother culture overseas. You know, so when he's doing like these, you know, small one rounders and shit like that, you know, some people may not even be not even know twerk of the magnitude. You know what I'm saying? That like we know him here and then go see him in London or know or find out he's bad and shy or then see him and then, yo, twerk is fire. Love him. Da, da, da. Anytime he drops on YouTube, they own it. And then this could bring a lot of traffic to the app. So it was like a win-win. So I never saw URL sabotaging it. This is a really great opportunity for all parties. And it's just very unfortunate. You know, he could not do this. He says he should be off house arrest sometime next year. So they're looking to, you know, rebook the battle. And I hopefully they can, man. They hopefully they, they can rebook the battle, you know, rebuild a whole different card, maybe get a couple other big top tiers over there. You know, it really make it like a movie, man. Make it like on, on some summer madness type shit or some gnome shit overseas you know maybe they can even collaborate with url you know what i'm saying and really you know really bring that energy back to london and really make up for it you know so shout out to shoddy horror shout out to new jersey twerk man you know you know it's just a fucked up situation man but you know what can you do what can you do man uh let's see what else we gotta get into uh let's talk about verb man let's, briefly let's talk about verb and, and and beasley and his continuous rant about URL sabotaging him and verb, man. Verb, verb, verb. Verb, you go online every single day, bro. Verb is online every single day on a, a cares, I mean, on a smear campaign, just talking about URL and shit. It's like, it was cool in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit, the shit was like, the shit was, it was new. So it was like, damn, URL did this? They did what? You know, with the whole shit with him and Swamp and, he was using that as leverage to push the A-War battle. Like, it worked. I think it worked. Now, at this point, bro, it's like, come on, man. Like, at the end of the day, my nigga, you signed the contract with them. You agreed to the terms. You're not getting no more money, my nigga. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You're not, bro. You're not. You're a legend, yes. But my personal opinion, like, nigga, you're not selling no crazy tickets to the point where you could be a headliner on a card and niggas is... Buying the pay-per-views that are rapping. Now, you did a phenomenal job with the A-War battle. Like, yes, you did. I wanted to see it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see what he could do against you. And I wanted to see if you could beat him. You know? So, I think you did a great job with that. But, like, let's be real, bro. Like, who the fuck else? Who, there's nobody else that you have a feud with or you created a feud to the point where we have to see it. Like, I see you talking about Mickey. Nobody wants to see you battle Mickey Fax. Nobody wants to see that battle. You know what I'm saying? And you saying URL stole for you, you Beasley. It's like, bro, this shit is getting played out, my nigga. Like, Beasley is like, he's he's damn near like laughing at you and shit. I see the I see the corny shit, you know what I'm saying? That uh with three Letterman and three three, you was out of pocket for that, bro. I fuck with you, but you was out of pocket. You screenshot in the conversation. That you having with Beasley to, to to show Verb that you really asked him, only to you to tell Verb don't post the screenshot for the nigga to post it. So let's like, bro, like, are we that desperate? Like, come on, bro. Like, that's crazy, man. That shit is crazy. Like, y'all letting these spaces shit get to y'all. Y'all gotta stay out of this shit. I would stay out of that shit. I'm telling you. 
Like it's a good tool and shit. But when y'all start doing crazy shit like this, like you damn near are like burning bridges, bro. And I get it. Y'all talking about y'all ain't compromised. Y'all do what y'all want and y'all don't give a fuck about going to events. No, all right, cool. You say that if you want. But URL definitely has the power to hit certain battles. But yo, do not interview on this platform. We don't want you fucking with this blogger. Like they can easily do that. And you provide a great service, three letter man, like giving us great, you know, interviews and really like break down and good conversations because nobody really is captivating certain interviews in that nature where the people that's being interviewed are very comfortable versus like a 15 minutes of fame or hip hop is real. It's like, eh, you know, you get a couple generic questions. You may get something, you know, something that you really want to hear. But for the most part, it's like it don't really have that feel is when three letterman is really like interviewing. And you would just I would just hate to see you get blackballed. You know what I'm saying? Fucking with Verb, bro. Because Verb clearly is just, he's for self. He clearly for self. You know what I'm saying? And you jumping out there like that, bro, I, I don't know, man. I, I just thought that wasn't smart. I just thought that was not smart, bro. And Verb, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, you're falling on deaf ears at this point. Like, it's 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 a wrap, my nigga. Move on to something else, bro. <laughs> Move on to something else. Uh, start a podcast Do I don't know But the whole shit With you going at URL And you talking about You gonna get money You gonna get your money Cool my nigga Do what you gotta do At this point It's like you and Briz Ross We just don't give a fuck We just here for the battles We don't care bro We don't We don't fucking care We don't I I don't I'm saying I don't give a fuck <laughs> At this point I'm not interested In seeing you battle Nobody at this point Unless it's Swamp And I don't even know if Swamp wanna battle you You know what I'm saying I don't even know if Swamp wants to battle but at this point, bro, like you're falling on deaf ears, my nigga. Every fucking day he's in the spaces talking about URL, Beasley. It's like, bro, give it a fucking rest, my nigga. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Shit is crazy, man. What else we got, man? Oh, my God. Easy to block captain. The algorithm. The algorithm. You can't have a podcast without talking about the algorithm. <laughs> Shout out to Cassidy, yo. I ain't seen Cass in a minute. This nigga Cassidy drops a freestyle, bro. Over the dreams and nightmare Meek Mill shit. And, yo, that shit funny as hell, bro. Cass, yo, as outdated as Cass delivery is, Cass gonna say some off-the-wall pause or just crazy shit. You gonna be like, what the fuck is Cass Wallet? But I go, I like the freestyle. The freestyle hard. I like it. I, I like it. I do. I do like the freestyle. He threw some shots at there at Remy Ma. He threw some shots at, at Easy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ooh, could there be a battle brewing? Could we potentially be seeing Easy to block Captain versus Cassidy 2024? Could we be seeing that on the anniversary card? I don't know, man. We're gonna talk about Remy a little later in the podcast, but. I see, you know, um, I see what's my man there, K Walker. I see K Walker jumping out there quick. No, no, this is not Philly versus Philly. That's just Cass. He just does that. He just puts out freestyle. He just playing off words. He was real adamant about that. But then I see, I seen uh, Easy put a, a post up. Like I'm, su- he said I'm not surprised, but I am surprised and disappointed at the same time. Something that I'm paraphrasing. Something like that. He ain't put a name on it, but he just re, you know, he just posted that. But um. I thought it was funny as fuck, but I, I'm for it, bro. I think it's yo. You already we already saw Easy versus Reed Dollars, so why not see Easy versus Cassidy? Why not? 
Y'all want to keep that momentum of booking these big battles and putting on these millions, millions of views. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why not do it? I like it in Philly. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be. I like it. You know, because at this point here, like Cassidy is a cash cow. He's going to sell tickets. He's going to sell pay-per-views and he's going to get you that million views. Guarantee. You know what I'm saying? He knows what to do to brew shit up and get shit get shit talking you know what i mean like sell the battle so i like it man i like it hopefully that's something that definitely brewing trenches or chrome 23 you know i'm definitely for it if it does happen i do have easy to block captain clearly winning that fucking battle i don't give a fuck what nobody says <laughs> i got easy clearly i got cassidy winning the face off though <laughs> i got Cass winning the face off and the shit talk I, he got that Ain't nobody beating Cass when it comes to the shit talk and the face offs. But the battle? Oh, I got easy. I got easy clear. Clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to seeing that shit if that shit go down, man. But um, what else we got? So we got um, oh, Drake. Oh. Drizzy, Drizzy, Drake. Shout out to Drake. Drake, you finally fucking. Drake. That's what the fuck was missing. Why wasn't that on the project in the beginning? Why? Why, my nigga? Yo, I've been trying to advocate for this nigga, man. I'm like, yo, Drake, that nigga. Nah, y'all wildin'. Nah, man, Drake ain't. Nah, man, y'all. Bu- dog, that for all your dogs shit. Come on, Drake. You can't be playing like that, bro. Th- that Those songs, those that new little EP that you added to the, the, um, the, the addition part of the album. That should have been incorporated, bro. I guarantee you, like, yo, the fucking album probably going to chart again, probably higher because of the magnitude of these six records. All rap, all rap. No singing to a broad. Like, he's talking on all six of these. The production is fucking crazy. He got Alchemist. He got Conductor. Like, fire, bro. The Evil Ways. Let's, 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 come on, let's get to it. Evil ways, okay. He also, you know, what I mean, he he definitely he definitely was talking this shit. The shoe fits. He going at Kanye West. He going at Joe. Shout out to Joe because I think Joe also sparked the inspiration for him to make this drink. You know what I'm saying? But bruh, I was just relieved when I heard Evil Ways, bro. You like he got back at J Cole. Not all the way. Not all the way because I feel I do feel like J Cole kind of just choo, like he ate your food, pause if necessary on uh that um. That first person shooter shit Like god damn Shout out to him for that video too That video is fire I like it I like the I like the AI look And the graphics The cinematic feel Like I really like that That shit was really really dope I fuck with that But dog My nigga Drake got off bro The favorite My favorite part Of that verse Is like I think it's like the third verse Where like So they're going like Kind of Ghostface And Raekwon Like Every eight balls type of shit. You go eight, I go eight. You go eight, I go eight type of shit like that, which I like it. And they sound good together. They sound real good, like in pocket. I wonder who produced that beat, too. That shit is, that beat is crazy. But Drake was talk, dog. Drake was talking. What he said, like, he said, man, I'm living out Carlito's way. You niggas getting no bread. You in your keto phase. What? Wisdom coming out my mouth like some teeth in pain. My whip used to have the seat display with Smack DVD would play. Woo-hoo! Come on, what? He is talking. 
silicone baby. I can't rest without sleeping A's. Bought this nigga jewels. This shit is light. Let's get it reappraised. <laughs> I bet you see the price. You're going to be amazed. And Brosty didn't do it. He got the. He said. I bet you see the price and you're going to be amazed. And Broski didn't do it. He like a piece of art judge. He was framed fire. Oh, my God. He got to be talking about Tory Lanez. That was fire. That was fire. Oh, my God. Yo, them niggas was wilding. He was wilding. Oh, my God. That shit, bro. Damn. What else he had in here? Like Christian Cones with a brush in his hand once the grease is laid. Shit is a 360 like the label deal you sign to get your people paid. Me, I got tickets like a meter made and I'm 21, my nigga. Like he celebrate a legal age. Fucking niggas think I won't get him. Hit him. Hit him like an Indian marriage. It could be arranged. Diss me and you'll see us on your block like the street parade. <laughs> That nigga talking. J. Cole got all two. I get J. Cole. J. J. Cole got busy. Drake pulled up white bitches that's going both ways. She liked the queen of spades. I like that. That was hard. He said, for thinking it's a game. If it's a game, the streets will be a Bashudo's blade. I fucked that up. Probably fucked that up. But um, what he said? Oh, I like this. He said, uh, raise it to his face. He ain't gonna need a shave. I stay out of beef. See niggas DNA get rearranged. I'm with Drizzy in Atlanta. So many hitters. That nigga could be the Braves. <sighs> Fire. I like that. I like that. They yo. They was talking, bro. They was talking on that shit, bro. But I, I do like I like how Drake kind of like redeemed himself. So uh okay, boy Wonder produced this joint with uh vinyls. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I fuck with it, yo. I fuck with it. And they also um they also announced that they're going on tour. So this this tour here, I guess a lot of dates were, were canceled in the smaller markets from Drake's tour and the previous tour J. Cole had. So I guess they want to spin the block and really like, you know, take care of the fans that are in the smaller markets like St. Louis, Ohio, Nebraska, and shit like that, and really make sure that they get a proper you know, experience, you know, it's unfortunate because if this, this should have been like a 50 city tour, like easily would sell out easily, easily. I'm thinking about going to like Ohio or something like that or Pittsburgh because oh, I, I fuck with J. Cole and Drake and I definitely could see them like probably rolling out a EP or something of that nature. Like before this tour actually starts, it only makes sense. Well, they may not, they may just, just do the tour. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know J not J. Cole, but Drake was saying that he was going to take some time off, you know, just to really get his health in order because he was doing a lot, bro. Recording. He said that that first album for all your dogs, the first version, he said he did it in five days. He recorded that shit in five days. So it, it, it makes sense why it sounded the way it did. You know what I'm saying? And like you got Yachty executive producing the shit. So it's like, nah, bro. Nah. So whoever, whoever executive produced or came up with the idea that you need to do a five ep or add five more records to this shit brilliant salute to you <laughs> salute to you my nigga <laughs> you see what i'm saying because you definitely redeemed my nigga drake man because he was looking crazy you know what i'm saying he was looking crazy for him to go away i, I was like yeah you can't go out like that but you can't you cannot go out like that my nigga you had to redeem yourself especially with j cole on your heels popping that shit the way he popped it like nah sir, you, you can't do that sir. 
You can't. You can't do that, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. I really, uh, I really, I really like that, man. I like all them records, man. I definitely added them to my playlist. Fucking with them heavy. Um, what else? We're gonna get to, you know, knock out a little bit of music, man. Shout out to Chris Brown. A lot of people ain't talking about this Chris Brown album. This Chris Brown album is fire. This shit is fire. This album definitely is like you just press play and just let it ride out, bro. That shit fire, bro. I like it, bro. The first record, the ten, the ten toes, that shit hard, bro. They got the single sensational. You know what I'm saying? That's fire. I like the future record, feel something, shooter. That's that that joint hard. I like nightmares. You know what I'm saying? I still gotta go through a little bit more, but it's like 20-something records on like 22 songs. But it's I let it play through like three times because I was I was taking a drive. And um, I went back, you know, I was just skimming through certain records, making my little playlist because I make playlists like I go through the album a couple times and then I just take certain certain songs that just spark just hit me right, right away. And I put those in the playlist and I keep playing those and playing those and playing those. But I really, really like the Chris Brown album, man. I don't, I don't know why it's not getting, you know, the, the exposure. I don't know. Like, is he is he doing promo? Because I don't really see his like presence on social media like that as far as with publications and media. I know he did something was what's the black the awkward uh black dude. He had uh G Herbo and Southside on on his podcast and they broke his watch or some shit like that. I, I saw he he did an interview with him, but it's like I don't know. I think he did something. I think Chris did something with Shannon Shannon uh Shannon Sharp too. I gotta, I gotta check that out, bro, because it's like, damn, what the fuck like why why is why do I don't see like people talking about this release on social media like every other album like Meek and you know what I'm saying like Two Chains and Wayne like I don't see you know what I mean but if y'all haven't heard it make sure you guys go check that album out it is fire it is fire it's definitely fire I wouldn't be surprised if he announces a tour you know what I'm saying because he definitely off his old catalog and this right here he definitely could do some numbers with that uh who else who else we got oh we got Andre three thousand listen let's get into Andre three thousand bro. I have mixed mixed reviews about this whole you know frequency that he's on. This is prior to this prior before I saw the interview that he did. So, you know, you you hear rumblings that um, he's been recording. You know, he's been he's been teasing about doing music, but not really being inspired. You know, I've been so the past couple years he's been walking around with this flute. And just, you know, walking around and playing it. And I it looks, it appears that he's in a certain space where he feels like I can still be a creative, but I don't necessarily have to hop on his microphone, you know, to really get, excuse me, my point across. Excuse me. Um, but I was just like, bro, you gonna really put a flute album out? And I guess you can, you know what I mean? There is alternative music that's just instruments, you know? And when you listen to this project, it's not just him playing the flute. Like there's other instruments that's implicated through this. You know, you got drums, you know what I'm saying? Like piano keys and stuff. So it's there's other there's other elements that play into this as well. But I do see a big opportunity for this for like producers. You know what I'm saying? Because he's so in an interview, he um he touched on how he would see producers take like clips from people that would see him out in public. They would record him and they would take those clips and make beats out of them. And the beats would be actually fire. 
So from this project that he released right here, I definitely could see producers getting crazy with this, chopping these samples up, you know, these instruments. It really makes it some fire. I'm looking forward to it because, yo, these producers that be on TikTok and shit, these niggas is super talented, bro. Like they could take any sound and make a beat out of it. So I know we're going to get some fire out of this joint. But so this is what I took from the interview with Andre 3000. I forgot the individual or publication that he did the interview with, but I watched it and he looks like at first, I'm just like hearing him talk. Excuse me. He didn't sound confident in himself. You know, he looked like he, he lacked confidence. He looked like he was very unsure if his importance in the culture really still mattered. So it's just like, all right, I know this nigga got records, but he's just like, bro, I'm not sitting on records. I'm not recording like that. Like, and if I do get in the studio, he's like, I don't have anything to rap about. I feel like I don't have anything. I don't have anything interested that people want to hear. Like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? My doctor's appointment? Like, me losing my eyesight? Like, you know what I mean? He was emphasizing, like, you know, like, what am I going to talk about at my age, at where I'm at in life? And like, bro, like, there's a lot of shit you can talk about. <laughs> like, what? So right there, that told me that, all right, whoever is in his circle, when it comes to being a creative in music, like he's either has the wrong individuals or he's just not around the right people. You know what I'm saying? So that that was like an indication right there. But then he also started to elaborate more about just the peace that he's at, you know, for years, you know, them being on tour and being, you know, platinum selling artists, you know, doing albums. You know, he he's really like the man is at the laundromat, dog. He's at the laundromat washing clothes. And I understand when he said, yo, the, the amount of peace that I get just coming to the laundromat. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't know who the fuck I am. Some people do, but they say hello and they go about their business. You know, the, the, the sense of peace that I get, where I don't have to look over my shoulder. I can go to the grocery store. I can go out, take my kid playing And I ain't got to worry about paparazzi like I'm at peace, man. And I love it. I'm financially good. I don't have to make another project like if I want to, I can collaborate. But if I do make he's like with this album, he's like, I want to do I didn't want to do promo, but he's like, I want to do it because I want the word to get out. And I really want people to hear this. And I hope this inspires people, you know, to like you don't have to like be a rapper per se, but. I understood where he was coming from as far as like, yo, like I don't want what comes with fame. You know what I'm saying? Like there's very selective few people like that are like successful independently, but they can still go to Target, still go to Walmart and not get mobbed by millions of people. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't need around the clock security. They have to still move smart and proper, but they can move in a sense of no fear. And I feel like that's where he's at. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are not really checking for Andre 3000 like that. You know what I'm saying? If you do, you know, it might be a like a brief, like, debate of who's the best or when it comes to the South and things of that nature. But where he's at right now, he's like, bro, I'm I'm good, man. Like, he's like, I meet incredible people. I could just go around the block after doing my laundry, play my flute. <laughs> like, the nigga just love it. He just want to play his flute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He want to raise his kids. You know what I'm saying? He wants to, you know. Just just live his life. He don't want to he don't want what comes with fame. And I get it. Like as I'm getting older, I'm understanding that. Cause when you see and hear some of the things that these people go through, it's like, damn, I don't blame you, bro. 
Like if you could really be wealthy and comfortable and not have to deal with being overly famous, because there's yo, there's so many people out here that are tremendously successful, bro. But you never know. You never would know it, bro. They have no nine to fives. They just make money off their actual passion of what they do. But they can go to the grocery store. They can go six flags with their kids and nobody would know. They could be driving a fucking Porsche. <laughs> nobody would know who the hell that they would just they could just blend right in with every day. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can go like, say, for example, like out here in the DMV area, like you go to Bowie or you go to like certain areas in D.C. or even like uh, Capitol Heights and shit like that. Like, there's a lot of successful minorities, black people out there, man, that drive nice cars, you know, made big houses. And that's just a normal thing. That's a normal thing. So it's like you would blend right in, you know, versus you being like, I don't know, you know, living in a certain area like that's congested, small. Everybody's like can easily notice you who you are, things of that nature. It, it, I, like, I understood where he was coming from when he was explaining it. And I was like, nah, that's dope, bro. Like, I'm really happy for him. Like, I'm happy for him. I'm, I want to hear him rap, though. Like, I heard. He had an incredible verse on uh, Killer Mike's album that didn't make the album, but like I really, I really want to hear. I want to hear him rap. I do. I think he has a lot. He has a lot, bro. I think he has a lot. I just don't feel like he's all the way there, confident. But hopefully, with him, you know, release. He said also he released a couple of projects like this, but he did it under a different name. You know, and I think a lot of that shit is like psychological, like confidence, like him just, you know. Kind of worried how his art is going to be critiqued and received from, you know, the public. And you got to think, too, like when you're held as a certain regard, especially as like a legend status and you set the bar so high and then you leave and then you try to come back and you don't fulfill that same void. Then it's like your legacy. This is how artists, when I have conversations, they feel like their legacy starts to like kind of come down some because it's like, damn, I've been away for so long. I release something. And it's not of the magnitude of my old shit. I could fuck up my legacy. So I, I get it. He's like, now, you know what? I'm going to do something, but I'm going to do something a little bit out of the box, out of the out of the ordinary. You know, so I understand that, man. So shout out to Andre 3000. You know what I'm saying? He got the project New Blue Sun. You know, I listen to a couple of the, you know, to flutes and shit. You know, it it's not something for me to judge. I just think it's something it is something dope and creative, and I think it's definitely going to inspire other people, you know, to be just not saying to go in his route as far as creating a flute album, but, you know, just being creative, man, and stepping out of the box and really taking the chance and just putting your art out there. Just put it out there. You know, whoever's going to rock with it, they're going to rock with it. If they not, they not. That's fine. But you put the art out there. You put it out there and you just sit back. And, and just let it do what it do, you know? But uh, shout out to Andre 3000, man. Um, yeah, let's wrap up some of this music, man, because I definitely want to get back into some more battle rap. But uh, I definitely got to talk about Partisan Fontaine, bro. I definitely got to talk about him. Oh, my God. Like, bro. So I talked about the Meg Thee Stallion, the Snake, the, you know, the Cobra record that she dropped, you know? I thought it was dope. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was dope. She definitely was jumping out of different pockets. I liked the beat. She was definitely breaking down. You know how 
she felt people snaked her. You know what I mean? And she had a certain line in that record where she was talking about an individual that she caught cheating, you know, getting fellatio in the bed or something in her bed or something of that nature. But she ain't really put a name on it. But people kind of ran with the speculation that it was party. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, like all the blog sites, everything. They were dragging this dude, dragging this dude for days and days. And Meg never jumped out to like clear the air and just be like, no, I'm not talking about party or, you know, anything to just kind of clear his name up. If it was true, if it was not true, as the case may be. But she left the illusion out there that it was him. You know what I mean? So it's like, bro, like he's been silent. You know what I'm saying? Through the whole shit, all the, the shots that he's been taking, inheriting certain beefs. And I'm pretty sure that probably affected his business behind the scenes with certain people. And. In my opinion, he held her down. You know what I'm saying? He held her down through all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I know there was a little turbulence to a certain point, but it's like he put his record out and he was just like, bro, like he put a name on it. He wasn't like doing no subliminals because he I, I figured he knew either it did transpire or it didn't. But he's like, yo, you you making it seem like you are innocent. But no, like I'm just as much as a victim here. Like he pretty much talked about how she lied. She lied to him, you know what I'm saying? And he he started talking about a little personal shit, like how she got lipo, but act like she really was working out. Like that's a little like, come on, my nigga. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like that. But I get it. Like you telling your side of the story and your piece on the situation because, like I said, you've been very quiet about the shit. But one of the things he said was that you made me shake that nigga's hand, knowing that nigga smash. And I, I guess it's alleged that she there. He's talking about. The dude that uh, produces a lot of her records, Lil Juju on the beat, I, I think his name. I guess Meg smashed him or whatever case may be, and she he shook he shook the nigga hand and shit. Like that's 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 an embarrassing feeling, bro. You rocking with a chick for some time, and you around a dude that smashed her. You know what I'm saying? And she not telling you, she not giving you like the heads up, like, yo, we going to such and such. Yo, I did mess with this person back in the day or whatever the case may be. And you got me in front of this nigga laughing. He, he and shaking his hands like that's that's embarrassing, bro. That's fucking embarrassing. You know, you don't know. You don't know what that does, especially to a man's mind. You know, like. I and, and people have said Meg has. Traveled around the culture I don't know if it's true I'm just saying This is what people say You know from Trey songs To a plethora of other people You know what I'm saying That's her business She do what she want All I'm saying is Ma You know You can't run with this whole vic- Like I get it. If you got shot You definitely are a victim But I'm just saying When it comes to All other shit You know what I mean Not not the Tory Lane shit I'm talking about other shit So you gotta kinda Hold yourself to some accountability Because you definitely lied In a couple of those interviews With Gail And a couple other interviews and stuff and you know party pretty much just he he broke it down so eloquently bro like you if you ain't see this joint bro <laughs> uh go 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 watch go to youtube and watch the lyric video of this song that party did you know what i'm saying it's called the person okay go 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 listen to that joint and watch the lyric video i'm telling you bro, shit, shit is crazy Shit is crazy, man. But shout out to Party Yo is super talented, bro. Like that nigga Penn is crazy. It's crazy. You know, everybody know, you know, he helped uh write, you know, with Cardi and stuff like that. But he also, you know, helped do a lot of writing with Kanye West and a lot of other people. Like he's super talented, man. I met Party like maybe 
2015 something years ago, man, at Club Pyramid. You know, I think it was DJ Absolute. I think it was like a showcase that they had, man. And I remember, man, he was up there grinding, doing his thing. And I remember it's from the point where he caught enough traction. And I remember he was working with um Nelson. You know, Nelson, I used to be with G-Unit. And I would see him. We would cross paths sometimes, man. And I, I just always appreciated his his evolution. You know what I'm saying? From doing the open mics to cracking a little traction, getting a nice little following for yourself, and then boom, you out of here. You know what I mean? So shout out to Party, man. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know, you find some type of closure, homie, with this record right here and just go on about your business, bro. Like, you ain't got nothing else to prove. I mean, you kind of look kind of crazy in this situation, but you putting this out, I think it kind of like, yo, nah, you right, my nigga. Anybody that's saying that he's messy or dirty for doing this, like, you're you're like, come on, let's be serious. Like Meg, Meg put the record out. Y'all saying she ain't say no name, but she also didn't clear the air when niggas were dragging him through the comments and through the blogs and shit. Like, stop it. You know what I mean? <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but uh shout out to shout out to uh party, man. Let's get back to some battle rap. All right. Damn. Yeah, we this 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 is a long one here, y'all. <laughs> it's a long one here, y'all. Yeah, we good cooking. Let's get to um some battle rap. So shout out to Jazz the Rapper, man. So Jazz the Rapper said, if y'all pay attention, right? If y'all pay attention, the person who I'm about to battle, because she got a battle coming up. The person that I'm about to battle is written right on the wall. It's right in front of y'all face. Jazz, come on with this cryptic shit, man. Who the fuck are you battling? Come on. Who are you battling and where? Because we still haven't got all of homecoming announcements. I see Queen of the Ring. They got Panic Room 7. You know, they got their card. They just announced KCJ, Shuni the Rapper, 40 Bars, Coffee Brown. So who else is on this card? Could, could she be on the card? I'm seeing Couture, Jazz vs. Couture. I'm seeing Jazz vs. Rock. I don't know. I could see Jazz vs. Rock maybe on uh, Queen of the Ring. I don't see that happening on Chrome 23. I could see Jazz versus Couture on Chrome 23. Or I could see that on Queen of the Ring. I could be either one of the two. Um, you all rail? I don't know who the fuck. Rock said he's not on homecoming. So I don't know if it would be Jazz versus Rock. But after her putting on such a great performance on homecoming against Vixen, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, if Jazz was the battle somebody on homecoming. I know I know Hustle. Hustle said that she's on homecoming. So I don't know. Maybe it is Hustle. Maybe it is the rematch. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know what I'm saying? Like she just she went on three Letterman and said that I do have one more big battle before the end of the year. It's really going to solidify my legacy and, you know, let niggas know like I'm one of them ones. But we don't know who it is. So I guess we got to stay tuned and see when the fuck these announcements are going to roll out for the rest <laughs> of, the, of the rest of the month. You know what I'm saying? But a shout out to Jazz, man. I'm looking forward to seeing who you're battling. Uh, let's get into ASAP Mean, man, and Easy to Block Captain briefly, man. So these, these, it was really weird, man. Ace hopped on live and Ace was pretty much urging Easy to Block Captain to clear up some type of, uh, word or something that was exchanged i was looking online i didn't see anything that easy said that was you know fucked up or a shot at ace but as i did a little bit more research i guess word got back to him i guess easy may have said something to somebody and word traveled and got back to ace 
Ace was on a live pretty much like, bro, I've been very like silent in this whole debacle with you and your business. I've not spoken on it. I don't even speak on my opinion when it comes to your cards. You know what I'm saying? The drama. I don't speak on none of that shit. So you, I guess, excuse me, their relationship, there was a certain level of respect there. And I guess something was said about Ace and it got back to him and he was pissed. Like He was pissed. He was urging this nigga to clear the air immediately. Like he said, immediately. He said he called him. He said the nigga changed his number. He said he couldn't get a hold of him. So I I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all because that also, you know, spiraled out of control with um John John and Don. You know, John John and Don hops on Twitter. He's like, good morning, y'all. Because it's prior to this. John John and Easy, you know, they were throwing a couple shots at one another and shit. You know what I mean? Just little frilly little shit. You know what I'm saying? Just getting shit stirred up for the battle. But then it looked like it started to get a little personal. You feel what I'm saying? It's a little personal. You know what I mean? John John's like, yo, did Easy respond to Ace yet? And then Easy says, some things you shouldn't respond to. But the ball literally made you battle him before you took another battle. I've been called a lot of things. But that would never be me in my life. Now, he's referring to John John and Ace. John John and Ace had a little situation. You know, Ace was calling John John out, calling him some derogatory things. John John pulled up allegedly with the tool and some words, something in exchange. And yeah, you know what I mean, but they ended up battling. They ended up squashing it, battling and making the movie and making money out of the situation. So that was a good thing. You know, that happened there. John John says wrong I battled ill will In that man's backyard Before I battled him Then I monetized Off what I found out Was a fake beef Which was one of the best moves I ever did No One of the best moves I ever made But he could never say He looked at me And I avoided him Like you doing now Bozo Woo Called a nigga Bozo <laughs> Jesus Christ Like dog These niggas was going at it bro. I'm telling you Like they was going at it bro Easy says, in order for a person to be looking for somebody, you have to be hiding. Plus, I know y'all social media warriors, so it may not make sense, but I don't need to respond via Twitter. I called his phone. The female in you is pouring out now. How was it fake beef when you pulled the... Never mind. He talking about when he pulled the... Mm. He's, John John says, I didn't pull nothing. That's the battle rap narrative you pussy niggas run with, but I'll forever be respected than you anywhere no matter what you tell yourself you'll never see anybody violate me i'm not doing nothing that you don't know sheesh the easy says it's actual proof that you a turkey sir tack called the nigga a turkey <laughs> he said you a turkey you will never be respected more than me in life even in a battle rap or streets nigga don't let a rumor that false make you an example nigga threat nigga said make you an example he said, John John said no such proof existed. And not only will I bet on that, I'll even bet some, I'll even bet I got actual proof of some things myself. Proof of a lot of actual, I don't know why you doing this to yourself, but you can't help it. The easy says my pet peeve is letting a nigga like you talk to me like this only in battle rap. Because in real life, it wouldn't happen. It's no threats. I know for a fact and it's giving me rat vibes. Jesus. Shit, crazy, y'all. He said, John John's responds and says, I wouldn't talk to a nigga like that at all if it wasn't for battle rap. So you kind of right. 
But I could stand on everything I say after the battle too. And you talking about niggas pulling guns. Who really giving the rap vibes? Then Easy says, you can't wait to tell on yourself. I never mentioned a weapon at all. Rat bull. <laughs> these niggas, these niggas, I'm telling you, yo, they selling this shit. I'm going to be in the building, bro. I'm going to be in the building. I'm, I'm going to be in the trenches, bro. I got to be there for this shit because I know this battle going to be crazy. I have to be in the building for this. I have to be in the building, bro. This shit going to be crazy, man. Uh, just hope y'all keep it battle rap. Please, man. Please keep it battle rap. Y'all doing an excellent job as far as selling the battle, getting us prepared and amped for it. I'm all for it, bro. But please, please keep it battle rap. Keep it battle rap, man. Oh, uh, man. But, um, you know, we got a lot of shit, man. You know, we got uh, URL. They announced the chess versus T-Rex for homecoming. That was pretty much that was pretty much clear, bro. Like you saw T-Rex and chess, you know, behind the scenes when Ace was uh, talking to Murder Mook, you know, Rex was trying to battle Ace and Ace wasn't prepared. Ace pulled his phones out trying to find raps. You know what I'm saying? So we already know. We, so we know Ace, I mean, is on the car. It's alleged that he's battling Shotgun Shug. No secret. So it's like we kind of already know some of the announcements, but like there's still some announcements that there's no clues been dropped. You know, we haven't seen anybody at these face offs. So I don't know, man. Like the 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 whole the whole like anticipation of homecoming, I just don't feel it. Like I understand it's sold out, but I don't feel like there's like, it's not like how max out was, you know what I'm saying? Like how max out was like that energy during the summer. I don't feel that for homecoming. I don't, maybe because I'm not in New York, but even when I look at the presence online, like from the bloggers and shit, like I don't see like a whole bunch of blogs being talked about the battles and murder mook versus twerk people doing decisive breakdowns. Like I don't see it. You know, Twerk wasn't at the face-off. Twerk went through his shit with Shoddy Horror. You see Mook jumping out the window talking about goods and talking about Ace I mean and he talking about a whole bunch of other shit. I don't know. It's just like I, I don't I don't see it, bro. I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe one of these other announcements will really spark it and make it make sense. But for me, I just don't see it, bro. That's why for me it's like I I hope like the sold out shit was kind of like a a a trick move. To kind of like bring attention and then be like, all right, we're releasing a couple more tickets. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that they do some shit like that because I really just don't see it. Chess and T-Rex, cool matchup. I really would have preferred T-Rex versus Geechee Gotti. That's just my personal opinion, man. I stand on that. I feel like that would have been box office more than Geechee versus Sirius Jones. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Sirius Jones versus Chess. Maybe put them two together. You know what I'm saying? I think that would have been a really good unorthodox battle. But I don't know. You know, that's what we got. It's hard for me. I'm probably going to lean more towards Rex just because Rex is just he's just been more a little consistent, a little bit more hungry. You know, Chess has been doing good in these other battles on small leagues, but he still got a lot of convincing for me to just get through a big battle of like of this magnitude clean. You know, no chokes, no throw ups, none of that shit. But um, I don't know, man. We got to wait and see what happens, man. I, Remy Ma, what's good? Remy, where you at, Rem? You know what I'm saying? Remy, yo, she's supposed to be dropping this Chrome 23 announcement. I have not seen anything. We're like, yo, Thanksgiving is literally this week. <laughs> you said November about to be done. We ought to be in December. December is packed. It's packed fully events, bro. I think me personally, I think Remy probably is just going to push back them two events because I don't think she's going to be able to 
unless she already has it locked in and maybe she's trying to wait to see if she can get one more battle. But I don't know, bro. Like you got a lot of events going on in the month of December and like, bro, we're like literally a month away. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for me, I just think you probably just better off just go ahead. You know, if you're going to do the tournament, cool. But if you're not, I don't know. You know what I mean? She just posted something that's uh, with a picture that says, and then there was Chrome. So I don't, I don't know, man. She said back in October about, you know, the tournament. You know, she also said in, in uh, Hip Hop is Real and 15 Minutes of Fame that the anniversary card is coming this year. So I understand, like, with URL being in New York, it might be a venue situation. I know she likes to be original. She don't want to kind of follow the trends. She don't want to be in the same backyard as somebody else. So I get it. I, I totally get it. I just I want enough time, man. Time. Y'all got to give the fans time to like get hotels, get time off. Like people have families, man. And it's the holidays, bro. Like you can't put shit like this at the last. People already got the budget set. Like people that are like responsible like with kids. People got their budget set already. Like you drop this car and this is like, all right, now I got to budget in. If I'm going to go get the tickets, fly, hotel, transportation, or if I'm going to just get the pay-per-view and you charging like 60, 80 dollars and shit. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully, like I said, we could get some type of announcement because I would love to see Chrome 23, you know, jump outside before the end of the year and get involved with what's going on. But, you know, we got to stay tuned and see what happens, man. But, yeah, action-packed episode, man. Shout out to everybody listening. Shout out to everybody watching on YouTube. Um, I appreciate all the love, man. I appreciate all the love from everybody, man. Make sure you guys follow me on YouTube, Dedication TV. Make sure you guys leave a, a comment for me on Apple and Spotify. You know what I mean? Rate the podcast. I always appreciate that. Shout out to everybody that rates the podcast. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I got a holiday special on the website for the merch. You know what I'm saying? DedicatedMediaLLC.com. You know, just put the promotion code HOLIDAY. Say 15% off on your purchase. You know what I'm saying? So I'm working, y'all. I'm definitely working. I got a lot of other things in the works as far as merch for the brand. So y'all stay tuned, man. You know what I mean? Stay tuned, man. I appreciate all the love. Make sure y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? I might, I still might do a podcast, but the podcast may drop a little late, you know, because it's the holiday weekend and things of that nature. But for the most part, man, y'all be safe out there. Stay blessed and stay motivated and dedicated. It's your boy. Peace.